welcome to the Free Ballers Podcast. Uh, <laughs> featuring John. Hello. And Alex. Yo. <laughs> Taking an unfiltered stroll through the NBA past and present. Also, <laughs> Blue Wire Hustle Joint. Uh, it's the official term on the Free Ballers podcast. It's a joint. Uh, oh, really? We can say that? <laughs> uh, we can. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I didn't know if they like if they like drug references like. That. I say what I want. I say what I want. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We got, we got a little Charles Barkley over here. Man, Alex yeah. was acting like an idiot. He was calling it a blue wire joint. You can't be getting into drugs, man. You can't be talking about <laughs> drugs on blue wire. You can't be doing that. that that's he, he acting like an idiot, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basketball, man, shit is so much fun. The NBA, we the finals have happened. The Milwaukee Bucks, as you stated, are the NBA champions for the year two thousand and twenty-one. And uh, you know, Giannis, two, electric boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, uh, Giannis, uh, Finals MVP. Um, I gotta say, for me, that's probably my biggest takeaway of uh, this entire playoffs, but also that series. Um, this man seems like he turned a corner. Um, which is crazy because he was already so good. I'll agree. I mean, uh, his performance in game six alone, I mean, that shows, shows a lot of maturity. Like that's what a superstar player has to do to close out a team. Like you just have to, if he, if he had only scored like 25, 30 points, um, in game six and they, whether they won or lost, like it's, it would look a little pedestrian. Like it's his team. He's Batman. Uh, you have to, you gotta just keep scoring, keep the game. Like it's your, it's your game. Like it's your game to lose at that point. You know, you're up three, two, you got to do it. And yeah, uh, yeah, he did it. So that's that. (laughs) Yeah. He fucking put it dying and fucking, uh, I said fucking twice there. Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, he, he, I kind of felt like he, he turned a corner there. Um, Damn, saying fucking twice like totally blanked me out of like what it I was, was gonna say. Oh, now I remember. Alex was cursing like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck in, um so last time we spoke, mm. um there was the injury concern with him, and right. uh, he wasn't even playing, and it kind of felt like uh we we unanimously chose the Suns, uh, predicted the Suns, because yes. they had the most complete team. And uh, to be fair, uh, through the first two games, nothing changed about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, yeah, like, uh, so there's that. And then who could have expected that not, you know, we were sitting there thinking this man suffered uh, an injury that could possibly be not only take him out of the playoffs, but uh, could be a detriment to his career. And then all of a sudden now, you know, here we are, he dropped 50 points in game seven uh, mm-hmm. finals game MVP. Six. Yeah. Um. So what a fucking narrative there. What a crazy journey that was. Um. And then I also feel like, man, I should have stuck with my, what I uh, like, 
about a month ago or after around the net series after that, I was, I felt like uh, they were going to win. I felt like the bucks were going to win, but uh, that injury basically to me took away all of their chances. So who could have predicted, you know, that uh, not only does he come back, but he, he comes back as uh, a better version of himself than we've ever even seen. I think um, with regards to the Suns and our prediction, I think we were completely right. If you if you watch those first, not completely right, obviously, but if you watch those first two games, they were pretty much dominant. But if there's one thing I noticed about the Bucks in this entire playoffs is that um, I don't know if this is a product of Giannis or a product of Coach Bud, but they have been making adjustments. Um, in the Net series, I saw it. In this series, I saw it. They they yeah. they they sort of go out and they they play, and whatever happens happens in the first game first two games maybe and then they see like okay we have to make a quick adjustment and they do this or they do that um you know and and so i think i don't know i think coach bud i think he needs to get i mean Giannis obviously deserves all the credit he's getting right now and it's uh he's uh, very by the way he's super like nice and like he's just a super he's a sweet great guy. guy yeah he's a, a one yeah. in a million he's yeah. he's got a great personality he's hilarious right. as well and so for him to win the way he did, like sticking with the team that drafted him and everything, I think that's awesome. Um, but I think Coach Bud, I think, heard like the criticisms last year. Um, yes. I think he, I think he must have known his job was probably also on the line too if he yep. didn't do something this year. So I think he's just like, I don't know what he did behind the scenes, but he did something, and they yeah. just made adjust- adjustments him. in any series. Yeah, tell preach. Him. <laughs> um, um, so yeah. yeah. As a, I think Coach Coach Bud get, deserves a lot of credit, and um, mm-hmm. uh, being a fan of the Heat, you know, um, I was I was honestly mm-hmm. shocked in, in the bubble. Like mm-hmm. once we got that matchup against Milwaukee, and I say we, like I'm a part of the shit. Um, <laughs> once the Heat got that matchup, I didn't have any expectations. You know, like, uh, because I understand that that's a fucking good team and they have continuity, uh, all for all of the criticisms, both Giannis and coach, Bud. if those are what you're working with, you're in a better place than like most other teams. And, oh, for sure. um, so when the heat, uh, beat them in five games, I was obviously like overjoyed and I couldn't even believe what was going on. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Um, and there were certain things that were the heat, um, capitalized on, uh, about, uh, as far as the bucks tendencies and what things that they were doing, the, the heat worked through that really well and countered that really well in the bubble. And, uh, even though this version, this year's or the 2021 version of the heat, um, wasn't as good as that year's team is slightly different. Um, they still have, you know, it's still a largely the same. And, uh, the very first game in that series versus the heat that the bucks played, uh, Great they game. went to uh, overtime mm-hmm. and it was neck and neck and they pulled out a really gutsy victory. Middleton game um, winner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that was, that was a fantastic game. And, uh, after that game, they proceeded to just dominate and uh, and re- and basically repay the heat for what uh, what had happened to them prior, you know, in the season prior. 
and uh, there were some little differences that um, that I noticed, and like uh, some of the more logical Heat fans that I listened to their opinions. Um, I heard some people just saying like, "Hey, you you uh, you have to give them credit." So like like Hubie, you got to give them credit because they did all the things that like last year we were laughing at them for not doing. And like uh, both Giannis and and going to your point, uh, Coach Bud changed. He evolves. It's exactly what you said. It's like he heard what was being said about him and he became more open to change. And uh, he has never been known to be like an in-game adjustments kind of guy. Like the way we were praising Ty, Lou. On the, on the last, yeah, we talked about it on the last episode, actually. Like, yeah. Coach Bud, I think I was criticizing him for being the type of coach who does not make any, um, yeah, in-game changes. Where Ty Lou is one of those rare cases who he, he'll change things quick on the fly. You know what I mean? So, but Coach yeah. Bud has now, uh, he's somewhere in the middle, right? We keep forgetting he's a, he's a protege of uh, Coach Pop. Oh yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. I mean, he's always been successful, man. Like those, yes. um, those Hawks teams were so mm-hmm. good. You know, uh, they were so good that they couldn't pinpoint why. So they had like the whole starting lineup on the all-star team or some shit like that. I can't, right, yeah. it was like a, it was like, um, like a Ben Wallace Pistons kind of situation. <laughs> right. Um, and that to me is in, is because of coach bud, but, uh, the uh, that heat series was just the beginning. Like uh, as they continued through the playoffs, uh, he also continued to to change and grow and learn, as well as Giannis, like uh, from these challenges and stuff. And um, like he did it in the finals. He made some adjustments in the finals uh, that you know I think gave him an advantage over Monty Williams. I think he outcoached him, you know, like, yeah, obviously it's easy to, to win when you have, uh, somebody like Giannis, but as we've seen in years past, like, uh, Giannis alone is not going to get it done. You know, you need to have the system and, uh, make good choices to support him. And, um, I was going into this thinking that it was a more even coaching matchup, but, uh, I think Coach, Coach Bud, Bud might, is, might the clear winner. is the yeah. clear superior coach. Mm-hmm. And it just took him uh, to, it just took him adjusting to the playoffs. I think uh, his strategies in the past were great for the regular season. And uh, n- now he's had enough playoff experience to have like fucking uh, playoff Coach Bud. And mm-hmm. we saw like playoff P, you know, like we saw clip playoff <laughs> coach, Bud, and what happened? They, they won. Yeah. They, um, yeah. I, and it's just, um, man, I, I, it's, it's the sun's man. And the way Devin Booker was playing too, um, a, a lot of credit to drew holiday. I mean, you can make a whole highlight reel of how, oh, yeah. he, how well, how well he played defense in this um in this whole playoffs in this in the whole bucks playoff run basically yeah. um yeah his defense was amazing having him there as a potential um third scorer was amazing so i mean yeah, yeah. I mean, and and middleton low-key had some really 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 uh man big time big time i hot love streaks. i love chris middleton and also love... really hate chris middleton <laughs> <laughs> yeah right Oh yeah. Um when he's when he's playing the heat, of course, as I'm sure yeah. you feel when he's playing the Celtics. Oh yeah. 
Same. He um, goes off on my team. Yeah. That's I love I his game though. And his, and uh, his story, like he was in the G league at one G-League, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and him and Giannis have been together since day one. And uh, I, it, it's so fitting to me that he's on the bucks because uh, I used to love Michael red and I feel like Michael oh, yeah. red was a similar type of guy with the smooth game, you know, like just so smooth play at their own pace. Like uh, I could watch Chris Middleton do his thing all day as his shit is like uh like smooth jazz or some shit. Um, it's, it's not going to fucking, dis- <laughs> it's not going to disrupt anything you got going on. It's not going to like, uh, it just feels it's, it's, it's good. He's um, a bucket. I mean, he's basically yeah. a bucket, right? I feel yeah. like the smooth jazz, I was trying to support the smooth jazz analogy, but you know what I'm saying? It, Chris good. Milton's better than smooth jazz, but yeah. Well, um, smooth jazz is, is a legendary music form, right? But but it's best listened to like in the background while you're on a date with your girl. You know what I mean? Just yeah. keep it, you know, I don't need to overpower me like Giannis does. Like yeah, Giannis it is, sets is a rock the mood. star. Yeah. It sets it, the mood. You yeah. might as well have just lit a candle, you know? <laughs> uh, basically, when Chris Middleton gets the basketball, you might as well have just lit a candle and put on smooth jazz, like, and yeah. just watch it, watch what happens. Chris Middleton um, gets gets it wet for you. That's what Chris Middleton does. And I, <laughs> and we're talking it, jumpers I mean, here. We're talking you know, jumpers. Talking jumpers. His jumper is straight wet. Just yeah. wet. Certified high quality H2O. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love I love how basketball can be so poetic sometimes. Like the oh yeah. The and it's like the reverberation of that memory of of Michael Red, and now we have mm. modern day uh, Chris Middleton. He's like Michael Red two point you know. And uh, which I also think he he turned a corner, like we we're saying about Giannis. But um, I almost would have compared him to to old Ray Allen if we're talking same, about like who was also players. on the Bucks, yeah, he, with a wet jumper, yeah, crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have like on a meme level um, that they won in six games after so many years ago um, when uh, fuck uh, what's his name? The point guard, uh, Brandon Jennings. Jennings. So many years ago, Brandon Jennings uh, was in a playoff matchup. I believe Mm -hmm. he was a rookie and they were against the, the LeBron heat and Mm -hmm. in, in an ESPN like interview, they were like, uh, what's your prediction for this series or how do you feel about the series? And he said, bucks and six. <laughs> and, um, which has since become a rallying cry for the bucks 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 fans for, uh, yeah. the fucking deer district. And, uh, you know, they won in six. How yeah, crazy is that? You know, <laughs> it was, it was kind of, it was kind of cool seeing that same thing on the other side when like, uh, uh, when they said sons and four and it almost looked like that was going to happen basically, you know, cause that yeah. one fan of theirs in the stand that was beating up yeah. a Clippers fan or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he but, was, yeah. he was, it was like kind of defense uh, it was. from my memory. It was, he was defending, but he also kind of like, he defended Whoop, the shit out of his ass, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah. He was putting some, some PJ Tucker type defense, which by the way, um, if we're, if we're keeping it with the bucks, yeah. Like, uh, Tucker is, I have always liked him. Um, but like hated him when he's on the other side, you know, but man, uh, just seeing him like enjoy this, like the, the, in, during the celebration after the fact, like, man, I I'm so happy for PJ Tucker. I don't know yeah, why I think it's yeah. just awesome. Yeah. 
I feel like you got to root for those guys, man, because he's out there mm-hmm. busting his he works. ass, man. He works. Yeah. Um, you don't get to be, you don't get to have PJ Tucker minutes from Coach Bud in the finals the way he did uh, without busting your ass. Like uh, he's out there because of all of that heart that he puts into what mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it is was D- really fun D- to watch his playoff run, the whole thing, uh, him versus KD. Yes, I was about to say the defense on KD was. Uh, I mean, there's only so much you can do to stop that guy, but uh, at some yeah. point, uh, you know, you have to get in his head. You have to bother him, get him flustered, and all that stuff. You do what you can, yeah. but um, yeah, but that's it's PJ Tucker is he's that glue guy, and uh, yeah. man, I would take I would take a hundred PJ Tucker seriously. Yeah, he's a great guy to have on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all fairness, uh, at times an offensive liability, and at the same yes. time, I mean, KD is still fucking popped off. He's fucking yeah, of course, his of course thing. He did. Yeah, yeah. He was fucking toasting his ass out there. But but you but, have to figure it, it, well, you have to figure that shot that KD took that could have uh, tied the game or won it at yes. the end of the, the the that. I mean, he was beat, like he was tired, right? He yeah, had to put yeah. in all the minutes, and because he had Tucker, to at least work because exactly. PJ Tucker's out there making him right. at least try hard. That's why he probably airballed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, and who knows? Uh, he could have like poked his belly button or something. You ever <laughs> you ever play against those guys, man? That's so dirty. I don't like that. I don't uh, like you go it. Go for the jumper and, and they poke your belly button, and then uh, it's like, yo, then you got to giggle because uh, everybody knows that. Uh, that's unfair, man. Oh, I haven't played with somebody that poked that has poked my belly button. In a yeah, time. I want to see that more in the NBA. I do too. Like, I mean, do you think they can you call that? That's a foul i don't right? know is it probably right because it's con it's physical contact but technically not, if you do it smooth enough you know like uh <laughs> you gotta be a good defender you know like drew holiday could probably pull it off like effortlessly plus how can you call a foul if like the the the, the guy shooting the ball comes down and he's just giggling anyway <laughs> <laughs> like scott foster's not gonna call that shit yeah you know like I mean? Devin booker's trying to complain to scott foster <laughs> but he's laughing too though it's like Yo, so many this, man just messages. My, this man just poked my belly button like come on you poked your belly button what kind of an idiot would do that yeah he was being an idiot would on never court. poke your belly button bro come <laughs> on man Oh man, that's so good. That is dirty though, too. Yeah, mm. I want to. I want to see more of that in the NBA. I, I do want, too, actually. That would be like some Trey Young, James Harden, like level of like rule manipulation, Petty. but like oh, on yeah. the defense side. You know, <laughs> we got to uh, get this going. We, uh, I, I can't wait to see like uh, when they go to New Jersey and there's that one old ref who's like like retired but just works in New Jersey and he's like reviewing the call. Well, you could see here. Uh, I mean, you could say he poked him in the belly button, but uh, I mean, the, ref, yeah. the ref's gonna have, the ref's gonna have to smell his finger to see if he did it or not. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, he's all like, uh, you know, um, if it was more of a tickle, then we'd be talking <laughs> a, a flagrant here or a technical. But um, you know, it's all about the intent. Uh, and I don't see any intent to tickle. So uh, <laughs> it's just a common foul. Uh, oh, my God. If they're showing the ref on like the sideline talking to we, we saw a clear intent to tickle technical foul on the defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Technical foul tickling uh, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Two shots. Oh, man. And the, the, the offensive player is still over there giggling, just like holding his stomach. Whew. Yeah. Nah, man, if I'm like a young, 
defensive uh, star in the making, like let's say like a Matisse uh, Tybal. Tybal. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm working on my my <laughs> belly button tickling game this summer, and yeah, I, you know, it's slightly underrated. I feel. Yeah. I, I man, we can't be the first people to ever have thought of this. By the way. No, man. I used to, um, I used to play with this kid, Cody, man. And, uh, he was really good. He was a lefty. He was so annoying. And, uh, you go for a jumper and he'll do, he would do that. And I'll be like, bro, like, come on, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I hope he's doing good wherever he is, but yeah, um, no, no, for sure. We had yeah, some battles on the court and this man would, you know, uh, no holds barred, man. Like he's out there tickling <laughs> belly buttons, man. He'll do anything to win. He's got to do it. If you, were t- if you were tickling belly buttons on the court back then on defense, you probably stormed the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> that might correlate. I don't know. We got to look it at might the correlate, data. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I see, if I see Corey get arrested, uh, from the FBI or something, I'll know for sure. Cody, 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 my bad. Sorry. Um, Shout out. Shout out to Cody. Yeah. Shout out to Cody, man. Uh, shit. The belly button defense is, uh, underrated. It's underrated. It's It's underrated. Yeah. Super effective. Can you imagine if like that had happened? Like, uh, what's that? What's that famous black and white Celtics clip? And Havlicek steals it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Havlicek steals the ball. Havlicek pokes the belly button. <laughs> it's like a, it's like the Zapruder film. Like we look back at it, yes. and it's like if you can see right before Havlicek <laughs> tickles the inbounder's belly button. Tommy Heinsohn, uh, if he were alive, would just be well. He no, he, fuck it, he'd be rolling over in his grave if we started doing the belly button defense. Just the- yeah, yeah. There was a fan sitting there in the first row. That tickled his belly button, but nobody, <laughs> nobody saw it. Oh, heartbroken. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Fucking that was uh, too soon, man. Uh, JFK. Yeah. Four one out. Yeah, JFK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Uh, KD was taking that shot where his foot was on the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, PJ Tucker was tickling his belly button, you know, and then <laughs> it comes down to re- review. Like that would be one of the most, uh, that would be one of the craziest things in NBA history. If that I have to agree. Yeah. Happened in that exact situation. And I don't know what the, what the ruling would be. You know, I, I don't know what would happen. I would not be surprised if there's some sort of, some sort of like paragraph subsection, uh, you know, one, a two D like, in like the refs rule book, like, uh, look, there is absolutely no belly button tickling allowed. Yeah, it's, yeah, like yeah. A, it's, a, it's an automatic flagrant or something. You're like, what? Okay. No Period. <laughs> oh, I'd love to, I'd love to find that. I'd love to, I'd love to see one player just try it. Like just try it a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. You got to innovate, man. And, um, you do that, that, <laughs> that would do it right there. You got to uh, find the belly button too. You got to get it. Cause if you don't get it, then the guy's not, exactly. not going to giggle. Yeah. Skill, you know, it you does take skill. To, uh, there's a lot of mishaps that could happen with attempting such. A oh move. yeah. Yeah. Especially you on know, someone like K- KD. Cause like, he's so like long and lanky. Like yeah. you're going to, you you're going to miss. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, yeah. you can't even attempt that unless you know, that's some <laughs> pro level shit. Yeah. You have but to have like seen him, is, seen him uh, in the locker room. It's kind of like uh, when guys have the ball, when they catch the ball and uh, you know, they're going to immediately raise the ball up and like mm. uh, 
I'm savvy veterans like Chris Paul or something. If he's at a height disadvantage, he knows he can put his hand there real quick and, uh, and swipe um, at it. Yeah. When they bring it yeah. up, um, if you, you gotta do it early though, you gotta, like they say, do your work early. Um, uh, <laughs> you have to hit the belly button <laughs> before they <laughs> actually go up for the jumper. Like when they actually, in that if moment, they, when you would put your hand there to, to block that brain raising up, that's when you go for the belly button. <laughs> you actually, if you're defending, like if you're, yeah, if if the inbounds pass is coming and you know it's going to go to your guy, you almost got to poke him in the belly button as he's jumping to get the ball. Then he giggles and the ball just goes sailing past him, and you can yeah. steal it or who knows yeah, that, what. Yeah, that's like some Alonzo Morning level shit because at that point <laughs> the shot doesn't even need to happen. You might even cause a turnover and keep it in bounds, and now we're we got a fast break. Look at that, man. Guys uh, are gonna start like uh, tra- training with veterans in the off season, like defensive veterans, and they're just gonna be like, uh, "Hey, man, little known secret, you got to go for the belly button." They're like, "Oh, he's been training with uh, Marcus Smart in the off season about belly button defense, obviously." Yeah, you know, it's gotta be a foul, man, because if it's not a foul, uh, somebody they're <laughs> fucking up, man. Because if I'm trying to win a championship, dude, I'll, I'm gonna do whatever it takes, man. You know, gotta yeah, do whatever it, it takes. It. Yeah. Uh, if Giannis had to tickle a belly button to win that, like he did the other night, he'd be tickling. He'd be like uh, the documentary Tickled. It would be all about him. <laughs> tickled, the Giannis story. You know he's a tickler, too. Like, you know, like when he's with his like wife and kids, like he's like yeah, tickles he crazy. Yeah, he seems like pro, a pro-tickling kind of guy. A, yeah, and he'd be scary to get tickles from because like he's so fucking big and lanky. Yeah, it'd be like, terrifying to be tickled. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know. Like, you know, that feeling when you're like a kid and like your grandma's tickling you and you're like, oh, my God, fucking stop. And you feel like you're going to like die. If oh, they don't stop. R slash heartwarming, dude. Damn. Yeah, it's for real. But like Giannis, like uh, he just wouldn't. Like, I feel like like in Greece, we tickle for five minutes straight. And then you're like, like, no, I can't take it anymore. Uh, like he got 50 <laughs> Chick-fil-A nuggets, fucking 50 tickles. Fucking 50 minutes of. Uh, no, nah, that would be that's like some uh Guantanamo, that hell. dude. Yeah, that's that's fucking torture, dude. You can't, hell no, no, one, no one goes for 50 minutes. Oh my god, oh man, man, you hear Chick fil A is like named like the half sprite, half lemonade after him yeah. now. I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed that the I didn't see enough people being like, fuck Chick fil A. Seriously, where's like the uh, like where's like the you know, pro LG? He just we just had Pride Month last month. Like, where's yeah. like the all nah, the pro man. LGBTQ people? Yeah. yeah, and I know this man's just on his grind trying to trying to do his thing, and mm-hmm. he needs fuel, man. And uh, I'm sure the fifty nuggets was delicious. Um, but oh, you think he ate all fifty? No, I don't think so. I think he said uh, after, and I think he was like, "Now nah, I'm going to get my real order," and it was like two tacos oh. or burritos or some shit. <laughs> Um, I think he was getting that for a group of people. I don't know. We could oh, investigate cool. that too. We could yeah. do a whole documentary about that Chick-fil-A run. But um tickled chicken. You know, I think if he was presented with the facts and details of this, I think he would uh he would think about it. And I mean, I don't know yeah. what he would do, but but fuck Chick-fil-A, essentially. Yeah, f- fuck Chick-fil-A, exactly. Yeah. 
50 nuggets. I want 50 nuggets and I give 50 yeah. minutes of pickles. <laughs> yeah, it was a very cute moment. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, fuck Chick-fil-A. So it's like fuck that. Chick-fil-A, kinda, yeah. It's a whole grainy film layer around the whole moment where I'm like, ah. a little bit. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the girl, the drive through like, I feel like she didn't know who he was either. No, and I don't think she really believed or or understood that like the whole world was about to see her. Yeah, and he had the trophy with him, didn't he? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a I actually uh I fucking love I love his personality. He's super funny. Me too. And uh all of his content that he put out since winning is just gold, man. Like uh he got surrounded by fans and like he rolls down the window. Yeah, he let a kid touch the trophy. This kid's like, "Hey, can I touch the trophy?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah." He was like, "Quick, quick, quick, quick!" And uh, Mm -hmm. the kid touched it. And as soon as he touched it, uh, his reaction was priceless. Like, yes, he he screams. You know, he's like, "Oh my!" Like he can't even believe it. Um, you know, that's like some uh, like Ali level, like uh work in the crowd shit you know like uh if, if that kid like makes it to the nba yeah that would be amazing mm. uh, i feel like we've already for not forgotten but like uh it, it's still like showing up on all like social media how the bucks are our champions but like because it's such a small market um i think it's gonna just get overlooked quickly unless they do it like again immediately and then you have to be like oh okay now milwaukee's like a city city you know what i mean i don't know yeah. it's it's a weird feeling to see a small market team win, you know? And yeah. In some ways it was like a philosophical victory as well, because uh, in this era of like player empowerment, Giannis mm-hmm. really could have forced his way to just about any team you wanted to. Like when he was in that situation, you know, like uh, I used to think about that differently and it's like, well, you know, uh, they could go wherever they want. But at the same time, you're limited to the teams that can afford them. Mm-hmm. But um, when the Heat uh, acquired Jimmy Butler, they had like no cap space. Like they did it in a sign and trade. It was it was all uh, I didn't see that coming. And I didn't really think that it, it was possible, even though that option is available. You don't see that a lot. So once I kind of like thought about that, if Giannis really wanted to, he could go to any team he wants. Because he could be like, I I will only play for the Nuggets, you know? Mm -hmm. The Nuggets are going to work something out, like, to make that happen, man. Like, um, so the fact that he chose to stay with the Bucks, even though a lot of his predecessors and and, uh, contemporaries have made the opposite choice and are, like, ready to move on, especially if they haven't won yet, um... And then they they win the championship in the in the very next season. I think mm-hmm. that was a major philosophical victory for like uh, just like loyalty, but also like those the the small market uh, ethos, basically, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like if if I'm the owner of a small market team, I feel great about the, all of this stuff. Like put uh, your faith back, it puts your faith back in like the league and how it operates and the game and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and it's refreshing because, uh, he, as he knows, like, um, that's not how the, how it's all going down. And Mm -hmm. and next year for, for sure, he's going to have to face against super teams like the nets 
and uh, like, I don't know, the whatever the Lakers do with LeBron mm-hmm. and the Clippers, I would you'd say, you know, like Paul George and Kawhi teaming up. Um, he's going to have to face against the act, the, the opposite of what he has. And who knows, who knows what will happen, but that's like, uh, yeah, that's like a big picture situation that's going on in, in like the modern era. And he just scored one for the, the other guys. He did. It's, it's old school NBA. Basically it's, it's getting, it's drafting one really good player. And then slowly building around them, and then you can win a championship, right? It's uh, it's um, it's kind of interesting. Neither of these two teams were really had like a, a a quote unquote big three. I mean, Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer. Giannis has pretty much cemented himself as a future Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Um, but Middle Middleton is an All Star at best, I would say. I like him. Oh, I like what he did. Yeah. I like what he did. But he's an All Star at best. Drew Holiday is the same. Um, on the other side, like Booker has superstar potential. Um, yeah, but other, and then Aiton is like still Aiton, man, he's, he's on a Aiton, wild ride. Yeah. Aiton, uh, definitely added, um, some nice pages to this chapter of his career, like in this playoffs. Uh, I think he, he, he's among the guys who took like the most positive turn, uh, his stock went way up, like from sure. what we saw from him, especially at such a young age, even though he suffers from like LeBron disorder where he looks like a, he looks like <laughs> 75 years old out there, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, but he's just a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, this yeah. was, this was, this was fun. And yeah, you're right. Two small market teams, uh, winning the championship, one of them, you know, 50 year drought. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just great to see. It's just, I, I just hope. I don't know. I hope that because we always kind of talk about how like, you know, things sort of consolidate to the bigger markets and then the bigger market just ends up winning anyways. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see this happen and maybe like things will stop consolidating to the big markets. You know what I mean? And then we'll just see some other teams come in and win it. I don't know. Yeah. Giannis is kind of blazing a, a trail. Um, you know, I, I got to so. think somebody like Dame Lillard is watching this and yes. it's, it's got to hit him in the heart a little bit when it comes to, um, you know, all of the rumors and the pressure that's on him right now to make some sort of a decision. It's almost like everyone's weight, even though his contract, he's on the team for years, yes, liter- literal years, yeah. but for whatever <laughs> reason, because of them being uh, an underperforming team, it's almost like we're all, he's like the big chip. We're all waiting for him to kind of decide, is he cool with going into this or does he want to test the waters and like, fuck it, let's blow it up. And uh, you got to think seeing what just happened, especially based on some of his comments in the past, um, will he, would this make him think twice and be like, uh, and double down on, uh, on loyalty, you know, to the, to the Blazers. You know, I, I, I still, I, I couldn't blame him if he wanted to leave because he has given them a lot, uh, memories, playoff runs, all that stuff. But at the same time, if I'm, if I'm Portland, I'm pulling out all the stops to put a winning team around him right now, like to keep him there. Absolutely. It kind of has to happen for this to be Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. So to go, so, I mean, you have to sort of go with the Milwaukee model or even the Phoenix model, give him some, um, I don't know, some old KG like point guard or something that can deliver. I mean, Chris Paul is kind of a, 
one in a million point guard to do what he does. But like, I mean, yeah, pull out all the stops the way Milwaukee did. They did, they did whatever they had to do to get Drew Holiday on the team, PJ Tucker, yeah, and they tried to get Bogdanovich too. Yeah, which would have been great for them. Yeah, but yeah. it would have been uh, even easier to to do what they did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like um, yeah, I, I hope I hope this is kind of the new formula going forward. Like, uh, just pull out all the stops to keep the superstar that you drafted. In, in staying there, especially yeah. when they're like generational talents, like Giannis yeah. and Dame. Overall, yeah, I think it's great for the sport because uh, I don't know if it's going to be like the model going forward, but it's a it's competition, and so yeah. it gives it gives some gas to the teams that want to run their shit that way. And then we also have like the other side, like the fucking evil empire, Darth <laughs> Vader shit on, on the super team front. And uh, we're kind of always going to have that, I think. And uh, so we have this, uh, these two mindsets and philosophies competing. Um, so I think we're, we're them, the bucks winning or the Suns is setting us up for, for some nice uh, strategic battles here when it comes to these front offices uh for you know the years to come i'm curious to see like the numbers like the 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 stuff like the, the nerd stuff like the, the market share the ratings all that stuff like did the nba like lose money on this series because it was two small markets did they yeah. make more money yeah, um, I, heard the, I heard the ratings i heard the ratings were actually better than last year to be honest yeah you so, were about you're like going into a 7-eleven just to get like a a carbonated water beverage mm-hmm. and uh, there was this guy wearing like a cloak like yeah uh, like whenever people used to be naked underneath like in movies and like the 80s but trench you know coat. that cloak you know that trench coat yeah it's like yeah. uh it's like tan, tan one of those yeah, yeah one you of get the, the hat on the sunglasses kinda. yeah one of those and he's like hey good hey it's <laughs> <laughs> getting gross the ratings in this finals were actually pretty good <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, and, uh, and then you went in. Then you're okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those '80s trench coats, yeah. You, I, I feel like as a kid watching '80s movies, I still never knew that they were like the ominous character that was probably hiding nakedness underneath. And I always, yeah. I was like, oh, they're they're just wearing a trench coat because it might rain. Yeah. You never know. Sometimes it's like a fun, whimsical. I'm naked, ha ha ha. Like so, yeah. I put this on, and then sometimes it's like, hey, psst. hey, I'm <laughs> a mysterious person. Yeah. might be dangerous i don't know i might could still get down if i saw a girl wearing a trench coat i'm like okay i know what, i know what you're doing okay yeah even if she was like hey hey kid hey <laughs> yeah, i'm like okay i'm I'm a kid at heart <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah man. um uh the sons the on their side of things man it's is a tough pill to swallow. Swallow like uh, it's a mm-hmm. tough pill to swallow. Did you see the the little Devin, Devin Booker just looking yes. out in the corner? Yeah. And he was yeah. like, "Damn!" He just said, "Damn!" Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's heartbreaking. Yeah that that's a that's a powerful moment. But at the same time, it's not as sad to me because he's a he's a great player and he's very young, you know. And so uh, I feel like he'll have more opportunities, you know, Chris Paul taught him how, how it's done. I feel. So if Chris Paul leaves, which is a possibility, or if Chris Paul retires, which is a possibility, like all those guys, all those sons players, and of course with Monty Williams coaching, they all learned a lot from this season and how to play the game. So, oh, yeah. and yeah, 
Yeah, Chris Paul and Monty Williams uh like leveled up all their Pokemon. Uh <laughs> several levels. Yeah. Tons tons of VXP this playoffs. Um, but Chris Paul, he uh, you know, he went and congratulated some of the players and then walked off. And uh, he's the one that I think uh, when I see that Devin, now that Devin Booker thing is like a gif. When I see that shit, I think about Chris Paul, man, because uh, does, does he get another chance at this? You know, I don't know. What do you think? It's, it's tough. I mean, we all, I mean, we thought his career was to be fair. We thought his career was done uh, when he was like just chilling in OKC all of a sudden. Right. We're like, Oh, he's gone to this like small market team. He's going to be a nothing player there. He's going to play yeah. his, his career. Um, he dragged, like worst contract in the league at times. Right? Yeah. He, but he dragged them to the playoffs. Right. Okay. Made them like, you know, interesting at least. Um, yeah. So then he goes to the Suns, and, and the same criticism happened for them too. They were like, why are they signing this old ass point guard with a huge contract? I mean, what are they hoping to get out of this? And they got to the finals at least. Right. Like they, they yeah. built, built, built up excitement in the city. Incredible they got, like, incredible turnaround uh monty williams stock has risen um all those players like i said i'll have the the experience of having gone to the finals now and they have the uh they have chris chris paul's knowledge in their head of how to how to play the game and how it's done yeah so they got that good could, young guys on that team uh mm-hmm. that just got um almost like when uh like tatum and the celtics made it to the east finals game seven um without Kyrie that year you know yeah against Um, Cleveland yeah they they got there's some players you know that's the first time that they got to ever experience that and uh that's gonna empower those dudes uh going forward especially the young guys yeah Brown and Tatum I mean they have so much mileage on them at this point uh playoff mileage uh so you know soon as soon as you know soon as things start happening in this offseason you know to, to build around them a little bit and uh, seeing what what you know what the new coach can do, yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. They can uh, they can make some noise pretty early. They already yeah, have so much experience. So. Some of the other young guys on the uh, on the Suns, you know, like uh, besides Booker and A and Bridges, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, Johnson, like uh, those guys got some really really valuable experience out of this mm-hmm. whole situation. Um, but yeah, I wonder what kind of decision uh, Chris Paul makes because, uh, yeah, it almost seems like a no brainer, but he, uh, we should have never doubted him to begin with, but right. he, he, he rose his stock a little bit with this playoff run and finals run. And he has a choice to make, like he can opt out and, uh, sign back with the Suns or go anywhere he wants really. And, uh, It'll be interesting to see if, like, uh, do does LeBron and the Lakers try to get him? You know, I've heard That's that one. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. Especially with um, with Schroeder asking for way too much money, but yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a big time possibility. That's like that. That reminds me of those old like get out of here, dude. Like, yeah, come he's on, got, man. He's, he's got to be crazy asking for that kind of come money, on, but like, bro. yeah. <laughs> This reminds me of like that Lakers team that had like Malone and like Gary Payton on it. Do you remember that Lakers team for a while? That was like, they were yeah. trying to like, it was like their last chance to win a championship. Yeah. That's not good. Fuck. That's ominous, bro. Yeah. I know that team did not win a championship by the way, if I remember correctly. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Chris Paul. And that's a sensitive uh, thing. If I was, if I'm a Suns fan, um, it's like, fuck, you know, uh, 
I feel good about the core, even if he leaves, but he, he is very important and he is the, the reason why they took this leap. Um, they were poised for it to begin with, but he was a catalyst like to elevating them as the way that they did. Um, but yeah, I, through his career, I've found myself rooting for him like more and more, even though he's, sure. it's, it's fucking annoying when he's crushing your team <laughs> and the way he yes. does it too. Oh my God. Um, it's annoying as shit, but, uh, I find myself rooting for him more and more. And I was really into the idea of him do making it happen. And, uh, I'm not sure if, if he, it's ever going to happen, you know, um, we got like a, like a John Stockton situation going on. It's um, especially the way it happened too. Cause it's another, like the Suns had a two Oh lead. And I mean, I think the yeah, team with man. a two Oh lead in the finals typically wins it uh, like yeah. most of the time, like a high percentage. And then I think it's like the it, third time it's ever happened where yeah. uh, someone does what the Bucks did. So it looks like Chris Paul blew it again. You know what I mean? Like Chris said, this happened to him before when he was with the Clippers. And so it looks like he blew it again. I know. Yeah. It happened with the Rockets too, if I remember correctly. So um, yeah, it looks like he just blew it again, which it just kind of stinks. I don't know. I mean, he's a hall of famer no matter what. So, and he's had a hell of a career, so I'm not like worried about him, but yes, it will be very interesting. I I'd like to see him stick with the Suns and give it one more try. I feel you kind of, you got to see what that could be. Um. Yeah, when they were up 2-0, LeBron tweeted like two more to go. And uh the Lejinx. Yeah, it's it's an infinite, it's like a <laughs> bottomless tweet, dude. Like uh <laughs> we still got two more to go. Actually now yeah. 82 and all kind of probabilities are uh, hell. <laughs> yeah. They went winless after he tweeted that. It was like damn. yeah. It- he 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 knows what he's. I mean, and he was there on the sidelines, and he actually said he was rooting for CP too, which it makes sense. I'm they sure. played in the Olympics, yeah, and you know what I mean. Yeah, banana boat, exactly right. So, um, but uh, no, not so much. Yeah. So that narrative is sad. You know, you got the season Wiley Hall of Famer out there. Never ever has gotten this far. So many things too, like the uh, the fact that the injuries were more prevalent than ever before. And he's like the poster child of that cause of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Of that issue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, yeah, he prevailed and made it all the way to the end. And we got to see what happens when he, when he can play. I still think he was playing through a bunch of injuries, but you kind of got to put it all out there when you get this opportunity, uh, you know, mom spaghetti, but, uh, <laughs> He, um, yeah, his hand, I think, um, was, was kind of, was bugging him a lot. I think he was playing through a really badly hurt hand, uh, in the finals, to be honest, but, um, talking about his future, like he's like, you almost have to consider hiring him as a coach. If you're a team oh, yeah. coach when he, once he's retired, right. Yeah. I hope he at least experiments with it and gives it a shot because uh, it's not guaranteed he'd be good at it, but he certainly seems like one of those guys, you know, for real. I want to see him like on the sun sideline the same way, uh, uh, what's his name is uh, with the heat with like the beard and everything. Uh, yeah. He's like yeah. Four, 40 years old. And you just kind of roll him out for like a minute and just, he gets ejected automatically or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 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 That's a whole other factor, that. man. Uh, he, he's 36, I believe it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's crazy. It's like, it's like quarterbacks, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. 
can he can he do this again or not? You know, it's like uh, yeah. I mean, he, some guys. I mean, it's it's been shown. I mean, LeBron's kind of starting the trend, right? Where you can get older if you've taken care of yourself and and you know you eat well and you train and everything. You can kind of stay in stay relevant in the league long enough, you know. And um, so I mean, it'd be nice to. See, I, I'd like to see him play again next year, to be honest. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. For, for the Suns, Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that would, that would be cool. Or Um, even in general, to be honest, if he just wanted to go to some like random ass team that wants like a point guard boost and they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll take a chance on them. You know what I mean? It's true. Pretty much any team, uh, every single team would, uh, would take him in a heartbeat. I feel after the, his last couple seasons, cause uh, like you were saying the his thunder campaign Mm -hmm. was kind of just like, uh, Like everyone just had bleak expectations and I think they were like six in the West. Something uh, like that. Like what dude? Like that's Mm -hmm. nuts. And (laughs) then, uh, then he joins a a more talented team, more competitive team and they make the finals, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and they also had uh, the best record in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, Suns did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not, that's uh, not nothing. That's that's no. <laughs> hard to do, man. That takes consistency and uh, being good every single night. You know, hot take. If you put him on Boston now, you could call Banner eighteen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I so. like off season energy. I feel you. If you put uh, him as a starting point guard on Boston now, that's that's Banner eighteen. I feel. Like next See? season. Well, that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's what we're that's the kind of guy he is. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. And um, you know, we got the draft coming up and the the off season, and we're in the early days. And there's already lots of juicy rumors like that. So many rumors. Yeah, we got uh, the Dame stuff like we were talking about, and uh, CP3's decision. But then uh, we also have like a. An injured Kawhi Leonard who might not even play, but he could he could decide to uh, stay with the Clippers or not. And uh, he's just so talented that the 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 teeniest weeniest chance to get him, <laughs> even if he's not even one hundred percent, is enough for. Uh, I there's a lot of teams who would that I've heard would are are ready to aggressively pursue that, you know? Yeah. Who wouldn't. Right. I mean, um, I don't know why, why he feels he would need to leave the Clippers so soon. I feel like they made it. This is their, I mean, this last year they made it to the conference finals for the first time in their, in the history of the team. Um, yeah. so I don't necessarily think leaving, I don't think he has to leave, but from what I'm hearing, at least the rumors that are, you know, in the Twitterverse is that he's more than likely not going to be there next year. Like the, the wow. odds are, yeah, odds are he will not be on the Clippers next season. So you know what I think if, if that is the case, then uh, they're just not taking good enough care of uncle Dennis, you know, you gotta, you gotta be gentle with uncle Dennis. Uh, that's what it's all about. <laughs> uncle Dennis. Yeah. Uncle Dennis, Kawhi's uncle, man. Uncle oh, Dennis, oh, uh, the, the one who nicknamed him board, man. Yeah, the fucking uh, the legendary Uncle Dennis, man. He's uh he's pulling the strings behind the scenes and uh if if there's any fire to the smoke of these Kawhi rumors, I got to think that Uncle Dennis ain't happy with what's going down in the Clippers organization. 
Well, the board man has to get paid. And uh, I feel, uh, you know, Act. if he if he goes anywhere, I mean, I, I feel like he's going to want to join a team that's already built up uh, and ready to ready to just insert him. And then they just start winning from there. Yeah, um, perhaps he, with a with a talented co-star, like somebody kind of like Paul George or something. Oh yeah, I was just about to say, like he didn't like go to L.A. without knowing that somebody was coming with him first. So I don't know if he's gonna. Dr- <laughs> yeah, I like the way you put that. But I don't know if he's already got somebody in mind that he wants to drag to another team with him, the same way he did with this Paul George thing. Um, or if yeah. he maybe has just a team who needs a Kawhi piece, which every team really needs a Kawhi piece. If you think about it, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, who knows? That's he does, uh, uh, he does have a lot of leverage given the Raptors situation and how they took a chance on essentially like renting him. And mm-hmm. he was like, fuck it, let's go. And won the, won the championship in epic fashion. So mm-hmm. that gives him a lot of leverage and confidence in the situation. So if he does go to a team, you're like, you're saying that uh, is just kind of missing that piece he would have the confidence of like, we can do this, you know, like we could definitely do this. Yeah, for sure. I just wonder why that confidence wasn't with the Clippers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he seemed to not, I don't know. Yeah. The injuries that don't help. Yeah. That but, was another um, injury one, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. who knows what would have happened. Cause they, uh, that was kind of one of the more unfortunate parts of the, of the playoffs for some of these teams, like the Clippers, but they actually had like a historical run, but yeah, it's hard. He was back. Yeah, it's hard to accept that in light in the wake of losing. But, uh, you know, you give it some time and you look back and it's like, yo, that was the best Clippers season ever, man. Like, uh, what? Mm. They so, yeah, it would be kind of kind of fucked up and weird to leave. But, you know, Kawhi is like uh, an advanced uh, AI that we don't understand. And uh, I, he could make a move like that. We don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he's very uh, secretive and uh, keeps to himself and stuff. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, nobody knew he was going to the Raptors. Nobody knew he was going to the Clippers. So, um, yeah, it's uh, who knows with him. It's uh, but he's he's a big chip, as is Dame, um, as is Ben Simmons, apparently. Uh, Sixers are already not happy with some of the uh trade ideas that have been coming that have been coming down the uh the pipe or the pike as it were yeah yeah ben simmons uh you know they as soon as the season ended they said all this nice stuff like we're gonna work on uh the jumper and we got a lot of work to do and he's a good young player blah blah we're gonna and then like uh you know then we got shams tweeting like a couple weeks ago that they're actively looking to trade him. So mm-hmm. um, could we see like a, a Damian Lillard, Lillard trade involving Ben Simmons? Uh, I don't so know. Tough. Yeah. Um, if you put, if you put Damian Lillard in Philly, holy shit. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that's their banner basically. Yeah. I feel, I don't know, but that's a, yeah, it's just Damian weird. Like Lillard. <laughs> That's really good. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I'll see my way out. No, it's 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 a it's a lily cheesesteak or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the thing with like Simmons, though, it's just like, what do you do with him? Like, I mean, what what kind of team needs a guy that can't shoot threes, can't shoot free throws, but plays great defense and is a great passer? Like, who needs uh, that? 
I feel like I'm a member of a growing um, group of people who want Ben Simmons to end up on a shitty team. Okay. Where he's essentially LeBron on the team. Okay. And uh, I just want to see what happens because I think he'll have low expectations, which is fantastic. It'll give him room to grow and okay. uh, he will definitely over deliver on those, those type of expectations. Cause he's a talented guy and I, and I want to see him play on a team where he's surrounded by uh, complimentary players like shooters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just a poor fit with a, a hall of fame caliber level center, like Joel Embiid um, for a guy. First of all, Joel Embiid needs shooters, you know, yes. he's in yeah. the paint. He needs shooters out there. So right away, they're kind of hurting what uh, they're limiting what how good each other can be mm-hmm. just by being out there together. And uh, they're so talented that they've done what they've done, but they've fallen short of the ultimate goal. And uh, I think in light of that, if you put Ben Simmons on a team with low expectations and complimentary players and not a guy mm-hmm. who's clogging the paint, but it's not, you know, also, it's also not a guy who's clogging the paint because you would love to have him clogging the paint on your team because he's fucking <laughs> Joel Embiid. And it's, you know, just a team catered to his talents. Uh, that would be the best way for him to continue you, to progress. You know, um, the more you talk about it, the more Miami feels like a great fit for Ben Simmons. Oh, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, see, that's the only thing about that is... Uh, I don't think we need another star player who can't shoot basically like uh, mm. that would be fucking insane uh, defensively and on a mm-hmm. ball movement level. Also the, all those things click, but uh, they kind of have the two best players on the heat are two. De- the best thing guys that the best thing they do is defense and we mm-hmm. need uh, somebody who has that level of ability offensively. Um, so huh. I just don't see that as a realistic, like uh, I don't think they would look to do that because I just, I think it would be another situation where he's in a poor fit. Uh, I think that'd be a fucking scary defensive team though. Um, For real. And uh, you know, it would definitely, ha- he would have the opportunity to, be the main to be the point guard essentially because that's also an area of need for the heat but uh man just imagine just imagine though like first of all that you have a ton of shooters already great shooters bam isn't a um isn't a like a paint heavy center right like he's versatile yeah he's versatile he can play in and out plus imagine you're pairing ben's well no maybe i maybe i see where this could be good and bad you're pairing ben simmons with the attitude and coaching of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. And Spo. Right. And yeah. Spo. But I mean, Jimmy Butler has that whole locked in thing that he does. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's he, how we yeah. got. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, though, the real reason, the real reason why that that'll never happen is because they already did that. Like Jimmy Butler was on it the Sixers. Really, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And there's so. a player that he's maintained a relationship with on the Sixers, and that's Joel Embiid. And uh, it's not Ben Simmons. And I kind of feel like uh, 
I don't know if the exact, I think the exact thing you're talking about with Jimmy is the exact reason why it's like oil and water there with those guys, I think. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, Jimmy plays with a lot of passion and heart and Ben Simmons is kind of the exact opposite. Yeah, ben Simmons yeah. is like number one pick breeze through college. Like was injured the whole year. Didn't even play like uh Jimmy Butler's like a guy who, uh, like uh he he his mom abandoned him he was mm-hmm. a second round pick like he had to work for everything he got um constant chip on his shoulder yeah yeah he was far from like a, a blue chip number one pick kind of guy and mm. uh i think uh he he relates to people that he wants to be on a team with other guys with that mentality of of working like that and i don't think he's I don't think he vibes with uh, like the entitled superstar guys. I don't think he's mm-hmm. that kind of guy, even mm-hmm. though, I mean, you know, he's a fucking superstar in his own right. And he certainly has his diva uh, aspect to him as well. But we're talking on the court and like working and shit. Uh, and when he, when he goes to work, he's like grinding. Grinding but, coffee beans. Yeah, but Ben Simmons had a tough. As much as I am, a, am a fan of the Heat, and there's a bit of a rivalry there with the Sixers, um, as I'm sure you feel that too, as a Celtics fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dude had a shitty experience, <laughs> like this playoffs. Like uh, the he became like the scapegoat for their shortcomings. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, I mean, there were other issues, obviously, that, that got them to lose against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta played with a lot more, Trey Young was playing out of his mind, and that's, that's one thing. And, but, um, I mean, still, he's, he's got to like, I mean, has he absorbed these, these, these faults? Like, has he like looked at himself in the mirror and said, like, man, you just got to get better. You just got to, you got to, you got to do something about this, right? Like, I mean, he's still got a long career ahead of him. This might be that moment for him. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully, that's good to hear. Hopefully, because yeah. uh, the rap on him is that uh, the the Sixers have always kind of uh, spoiled him, essentially. Yeah, um, that's what I'm hearing too. And uh, he's realizing now that he he can't just uh, he can't just get by on on his everyday talents he needs to work hard and and develop and throw some new tricks in his bag Mm -hmm. uh and he this is if it's not if it don't happen now then we might have to have to start looking at other properties outside of uh simmons (laughs) island you know (laughs) um yeah i know it's it's uh yeah i'm just surprised that like I, i think maybe there's something about australia and like being from australia maybe they have a different way of approaching the game there and just like in America, like guys work hard in the off season guys, uh, you know, if you want to keep your career in the NBA, you gotta, you gotta develop a shot. You gotta develop be a good defender or something. You know what I mean? I I don't think it's that. I think it might just be that he has achieved a a level of success with just his raw abilities and Mm -hmm. like, uh, sticking to his guns of, of what he thinks he does best. And, um, he's very careful about like adding new elements to his game. Uh, he's been clearly working on his, uh, jumper, but it's, but he's still out there not even looking to take it. And, um, I think, uh, yeah, I just, I just think that 
he was happy with what they were achieving before. And now that the expectations are higher and we're much far removed from the process and all of Mm -hmm. that. And we're talking about the opportunity to win a championship and they can't do it. And not only that, he's being kind of pretty much blamed for it um, because fans are harsh out there. Um, Especially in Philly. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, maybe this will be the moment where he, where he starts to to add and develop some stuff to his game. But yeah, that's kind of contingent on what kind of basketball situation he's in. So we'll we'll see what happens when it, where he ends up. It's funny because the trade offers that that I mean, I don't know of any I don't know who what the offers where they've come from and who's what players are they're thinking of sending to Philly for Ben Simmons, but from what I heard, it's mostly like role players. Like teams are like, we're only going to trade you role players for Ben Simmons. We want Ben Simmons, but we're not going to give up like a star guy. You know what I mean? Or like a rising yeah. star guy there or a draft pick or anything like yeah. we're going to give you role players. And it's like, that's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of sad because he's, he's still good. Like he's not a bad player. He just has like some elements that are like glaring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we'll glaring see. issues. Yeah. I think Moray is uh, more than capable of, of oh, handling yeah. the situation. And if it's a situation like that, then he, then he stays because uh, that's just not the time to, to sell on a guy, you know, when, it, when, uh, when he's low. Um, so, that's a good yeah. point. but I also think like uh, the, the overall feeling and the environment of uh, what players are worth always uh, can change very rapidly. And there's always like that one player that uh, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. And uh, every year it's different. And in this off season, it kind of feels like it could either be Dame like choosing to stay, or we could wake up tomorrow and it's like Damian Lillard uh, requests trade um, mm-hmm. or uh, Kawhi or something. But uh, there's always that one player that when that decision gets made and that deal gets done, it kind of greases the wheels and like all of a sudden shit changes. And uh, teams, when they as they start to run out of options and the other guys, the guys start going elsewhere, they get more desperate. And all of a sudden, Ben Simmons, uh, be, his value is going to be pretty high. Up. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. OK, that, that's a good point. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's not that teams don't want him. Teams do understand what he brings on the court. I guess it's it's still tough for me to see it because I mean you just got to make your fucking free throws, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the 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 percentage is way too low, and uh, that's all there is to it. And it's uh, weird. With, take, no, go. Yeah. Oh, I was no, gonna say, have you ever seen ever seen that footage of him like playing like a pickup game? I think it's like uh, in the summer league right before he got drafted or something. He's straight nah. up just like he's it's it's a it's a quick little footage. It was just going around on Twitter a little bit, but like he's straight up just like taking shots, making them, like just playing a pickup game, like just dominating people, like you know, yeah. doing a fadeaway step back, like shit that he three. doesn't even bust out in the yeah. in, on the court in the NBA. So it just makes me wonder, like, did he lose it somewhere? Is there something in his head? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. is it a, a yips thing going it could on? Be yips. Yeah, like like what Fultz had. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What's your hot take? I guess it's like mildly hot. You know, it's like when you go to a Mexican restaurant, you get the spiciest thing, but it's like totally tolerable. And you're like, what? What's going on? It's not Um, like the the, the sizzling fajita you get from like Chili's or something, right? Where it's like getting all the attention. uh, I guess, I guess. uh, (laughs) But um, I don't want to put Chili's up there, but. uh, (laughs) That's true. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> they could get the hell on out of this podcast. <laughs> but um, but I see what you're saying. Um, but mm-hmm. no, um, when I think about that, I guess where I want him to go is the Thunder. Okay, that's and interesting. They, they have a fucking war chest of assets. They could they do. do multiple Ben Simmons trades with with mm-hmm. any draft picks that Sam Presti acquired. Um, I feel like they could easily get him. It depends, though, because Philly's in a win-now situation, so draft picks might not grease the wheels quite like uh, how... how Because huh. they want something to work with right now. Uh, something yeah. like CJ McCollum or something. Um, so you'd have to send back like a, a, a some sort of good player from OKC yeah, to Philly. Maybe if I'm yeah. Sam Presti, I'm like, oh, you know, uh, say less. Let me call up blank third team. Ah, uh, right, because yeah, he's yeah. got so much, uh, so much cash and assets to play with. Um, he can spread then, the Brooklyn way, uh, like Biggie would with his draft picks. <laughs> and get and then third, now a fourth, team. yeah. And then now Philly is not only getting like a good like role player or all star caliber player, they're also getting a draft pick, and that's and then that would be enough for them for Ben Simmons, is what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah, that's- I just think uh, I would love to see Ben Simmons on a team like the Thunder, kind of like um, kind of like a Chris Paul situation where he ended up mm-hmm. there, and it's like he's clearly the best player. It wouldn't be quite like that because he's way younger, and he wouldn't be clearly the best player because Shea is so good, and he's also uh, some people might say I'm ridiculous because that's the guy you want to have the ball in his hands. Exactly. But, um, but I don't know. Like I did, I just want to see him in a situation like that, and it's not like um. It's not like uh, Shay has all these great teammates that, you know, like uh, love yeah. Dort and stuff, but like uh, that would be fun. That would be like a NBA version of like a college team that I would like to watch. I mean, I, I'm always like a, I'm a glass half full guy and I'd like to see him like resurrect his career. And I think he has to leave Philly to do that now because I think there's too much like now there's too much like bad memories, too much, uh, you know, he's, there's there's winning, but there's also the losing and the losing kind of outweighs it, even though this is the best Philly's been in a long time. So he's going to have to leave. So actually that's not a bad story. If he goes to like a team that's, that's trying to rebuild, he, maybe he, you know, gets them like close to the playoffs or they sniff the playoffs a little bit. Um, So then they're, you know, and they still have a bunch of draft picks. And so, Yeah. yeah, maybe they build around him a little bit and maybe he, maybe Billy Donovan. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. He's on the bulls now. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, or- I'll just say, I, I just, I think he needs, he needs some kind of coaching. I need some kind of strong. He needs like a father figure, honestly, on yeah. the sidelines, man. He's, like he's spoiled. That. Yeah. Just, I think he needs to be the focal point of the team too. You know, like, uh, I, I think that's important. Um, but yeah, we'll see now. The more I think about Shay, the more I realize that's not the fit. That's not the move. The thunder. But um, something well, unless like you're that, sending him like back that. to Philly. Yeah, that won't happen. But that no, would actually no. make it work, though. That would actually be that would actually for me. That's what I was thinking. All my requirements for making this happen, <laughs> and it would be so much fun. Um, that would be fucking awesome, actually, if that happened. Have um, you applied for a job as a uh, trade consultant for the uh, Thunder yeah. and or Sixers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should probably uh, do that. Should probably get on uh, one of those there jobs. Beef up your resume. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, 
But yeah, that it, it's interesting. It's already, there's already some storylines at play and uh, the draft hasn't even happened yet. Um, shout out Detroit Pistons, number one pick, uh, most yeah. like Cade Cunningham. Uh, Pistons have a bright future with uh, some of the things they got going on. It'll be exciting. And there's always uh draft day trades. Uh, the Warriors have two pretty, um, pretty valuable draft picks in the first round that they right. could easily package with like James Wiseman to get some, you know, to get immediately right back to where they were. Which uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised they did that at all. I mean, Clay's coming back. Um, uh, hopefully, right? Like, you know, yeah, in a certain yeah, amount of time. play, man. Uh, I, I, I super play. play. Mm-hmm. And you want to, I mean, I mean, I don't see Steph as the type of guy, uh, by the way, speaking of loyalty. Yeah. He's another one of those. Um, yeah, that that's, he's, oh, yeah. I don't see, I don't even foresee him like wanting to ever leave there. I think he'd retire there with no, no issues at all. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Iguodala was on the, uh, I think it was like the, um, the knuckleheads podcast. It's like, uh, Quentin Richardson and Darius miles. A good one. Uh, highly recommend and super cool. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, I love just being able to be a fly on the wall um, in a, amongst the conversation of the, just the players, you know, mm-hmm. uh, too many times it's like uh, some guy like fucking like Bill Simmons and like the player, you know, but it's cool. It's like all, all veteran just players. players. Yeah. Um, and he was on that pod and he was saying that uh, he really wished that even though he he's super happy that he has that finals MVP and um, he, he questioned it himself, but he had some of his people that are close to him be like, nah, man, like, uh, like, did you see the defense you did with on LeBron? Like you deserve this man. Um, But he feels like he, he wishes that Steph got one of those MVPs of out of those rings. Um, so finals MVPs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, yeah. Steph's kind of one of those guys, like you said, like, like Giannis and he's staying with his original team. Um, and I guess in some aspects, I, I like that that didn't happen because it's something to, to strive for, you know, you got to think he wants to get back and get that. The finals MVP. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know if he's like a guy who, who cares about that? He just has that's so true. much fun out there. I don't think he's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, being out there and shit. That's he, true. He has, he's so fun to watch, man. Just cause he just, he's so like light and breezy and the ball just goes in and you're like, fuck, fuck this guy. But he's also, it's, it's fun. Right. And he's, yeah. yeah he just, fucker as yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Chinese internet, like calls him. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I like that. He's loyal. Um, I mean, it's not like the Bay area is, is a terrible place to live. It's, um, you know, if I, if I ever saw him leaving, it would be a Chris Paul scenario, like where he's like, maybe I can help out this team towards the end of my career. Maybe, uh, or maybe, uh, maybe I'm doing this to help out, help Golden State start the rebuild process soon or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think Golden State is still in like, look, he just had an amazing season this past oh, season. Oh, yeah. Got um, votes. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's keep this going. Clay's going to come back from the injury. I think you're completely right in saying they'll give up those draft picks for, for, um, or maybe in a package with Wiseman or maybe, man, I'd love, I'd love for them to keep Wiseman if they're, if they're, if they can, same, same. um, yeah, to be honest, but, um, yeah, but yeah, put one more player there. That's, that's, that's not even like, doesn't have to be like, like, uh, you know, um, 
geez, KD level. Um, but somewhere just underneath that, I guess, you know what I mean? Like oh, just yeah. something, oh, yeah. I mean, they don't need uh, a KD. They just need, uh, they just need another all-star caliber player. I mean, like Leonard, I mean, maybe oh, that would be, that, that would be awesome. It'd be um, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, speaking of KD, um, yes, we I believe we're speaking on the day of like the opening ceremonies of the of the Olympics. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, we have an Olympic team that uh, has some interesting players. They had uh, some shaky losses against Nigeria, against basically like the Heat's third stringer. Yeah. <laughs> and then they also uh, suffered a loss against Australia. Um, if I remember correctly, but, um, you know, before anyone gets uh, too uproarious about that, uh, there's also the fact that now, now that the real games are going down, they also now have Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton, which they Bad did too. not have. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't have right. them throughout that entire um, first exhibition exhibition games. Um, so I think yeah. uh, they're going to be just fine. Those losses, I feel those exhibition losses. I think we're being a little unfair. I think I think once the actual like games start to count and start to really matter, it, it's just going to be like the way the dream, the, not to draw, like I said, the dream team because that's like ninety two, yeah. but like, like, like it's like a daydream team. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to go right back to like I feel like they're just going to dominate every other team on the court, and maybe they'll have like one loss to like I don't know. Uh, maybe Australia again, or yeah, or like some like Spain or something like that. But like, I just feel like they're, they're going to go right back to just being like a do- the dominant, you know, basketball team in the world, and oh. that's that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm putting no stock into those exhibition losses, I, yeah. although it probably felt great for Nigeria for sure. Oh hell yeah! And mm-hmm. uh, I, I love. I'm biased, but you know, uh, the I'm rooting for Nigeria. I got my got some of my sure. boys on the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if anything, that just gave me some excitement and anticipation of these games, because uh, as we've seen in our lifetimes, uh, the the competition outside of the United States is getting better and better and better every mm-hmm. every Olympics. And um, I like that. I like that they, they got to stay on their toes. We can't just send just anyone, you know, we can't send, uh, you know, like that, that team in 03. Uh, or oh, four, whenever that was, yeah. can't be doing that, um, and that's cool. Everyone, everyone, uh, all the other nations are keeping the United States honest when it comes to to basketball, Good. and yeah. um, we might, you know, like, uh, do you remember? Do you remember watching that 08 team when they won against Spain? Uh, that Spain team was incredible. They had uh, the Gasol brothers wow. and Rubio, yeah. um. And Kobe had to like do Kobe stuff like to win that game. And it win. Was, yeah. yeah. And it was really cool to see. Um, so I'm excited to see these games because um, despite having KD and uh, you know, like Tatum and Chris Middleton um, and Lillard, um, <laughs> it's gonna, it's not just going to be easy out there, but yeah, I, I do think they're going to still be the best team. Um, I don't, I don't want to judge them too much on these early games, but it does give me hope that we're going to see some good games. It's not going to be like blowouts. Yeah. And I, I'm not, so I'm not one of those people that like jumps on like, you know, cause people always will compare every team to the 92 dream team. And they'll always just say, well, no matter what, that's the greatest team. But like, 
that's back when the world was like, we don't know what basketball is. We we're just, we're figuring this shit out. Right. And, and so every, they were playing against, I mean, I don't know, plumbers from like Turkey or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's also just, there's some just like, political strife in some European nations that it had that not occurred. There may have been some viable competitors out there as far as basketball teams. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole other episode right there. Okay. But, okay. Um, yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, different times, man. You know, like uh, I don't yeah, the, know the if John better. Stockton could walk around like a modern era John Stockton. I don't know if he could walk around in Barcelona without anyone bothering him, you know, or recognizing him. But that was the case hmm. in 1992 because he's a low key guy. Everyone's following Michael Jordan. But now, you know, uh, uh, fucking Alex Caruso goes to the corner store and it's on the internet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh man, poor guy. <laughs> Just funny. he got caught with weed too. That's funny. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. someone tweeted that like LeBron should pay his uh bail or whatever. He absolutely and should. I think he responded like I got you, bro, or some shit like that. <laughs> oh man. Um but no, you're right. Yeah, like um yeah, all these like in the digital age um and then plus you add to that the fact that the world has caught up to us a little bit in basketball to where, you know, we're over our, you know, our, our, our teams look overseas all the time for the next big thing. Right. That's where Kristaps came from. That's where Luca came from. Uh, Giannis, all the, all the heat players you're talking about in Nigeria. Yeah. So, you know, a precious, you know, so like it's, um, you know, the world is way better. So I, if, if, if they lose a game or two, I'm not going to say like, well, see the, all the guys from this day are never as good as the 92 dream team. Like, if you put up, if you could put up the 92 dream team in their prime against these guys. Now this, this team would win in a heartbeat. Just like, oh man, just I don't know. Win. That's a hot take. I don't know. Is it? You think so? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That, the, hmm. the fucking get off my lawn in me is having <laughs> issues with that. I mean, imagine, okay. Imagine you're, you're, you're Carl Malone and you're trying to deal with guarding. Giannis Kevin Durant or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Giannis, even like. Oh like, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, or Jokic for that. Or matter. Jokic. Yeah, come on, these guys like the the talent level of these guys nowadays. I mean, oh, that's they just, absolutely facts. Yeah, that's so yeah, it would be blowouts. It would have been harder. Yeah, so it's just like you know the ninety. I mean, all due respect to the ninety two Dream Team. I remember watching them, and it was just it was it was it was amazing to see what they were doing on the court. And those are those guys are like the fifty. You know, they're in the fifty greatest players of all time. Um. So, you know, all due respect, but like the world's gotten better um, yeah. and that's that. So if they lose yeah, a game, right too, Slovenia, dude, that's also low. Seriously? Uh, one of my teams I like uh, just because Dragic, even though he's uh, retired mm-hmm. from international play, um, Luca, man, like he's so good. If it's a close game against yeah. anybody, I'm not I'm not going to bet against him. You know, he's no. got a chance. Plus, he knows these guys on the other side. He knows how they play. He knows their strategy. I mean, I don't know how far that goes with these with these games, but I mean, it's got to help a little bit, right? When you're talking to like the guys from your home country, and you're like, "Look, here's what the USA is going to come out with and start doing. They're going to be lobbing alley oops to each other. They're going to, you know, they're going to be looking for fouls. I mean, so I don't know. I feel like that, I I always felt like that goes a long way, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, speaking of Team USA and uh, the roster and everything, um, it's, it's a solid roster. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you saw. Um, okay, so it's a solid roster. 
Um, but they've suffered some COVID issues and had to mm. make some replacements, you know, like uh, we got uh, JaVale McGee on the team now and they, uh, mm. they essentially called up uh, Keldon Johnson from the Spurs. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think he was going to be on the final team, but due to like uh, health and safety protocols and certain players not being able to be with the team, now he's on the team. Uh, so you got these opportunities for them to add players after the fact that maybe they passed up on before. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you see the Trey Young tweet? Yes, he he tweeted he tweeted out the clip of Isaiah Thomas when Isaiah um, Thomas the was like yeah. on the last dance, saying like uh, I don't know why I wasn't selected. I met all the criteria. <laughs> With a big old smile. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I Early thought that was white. great. And Trey Young, I mean, man, put him on that fucking team, man. I, that would be so much yeah. fun. He's so he's so much fun to watch now. So, uh, a little juicy element of that is like, um, first of all, love to see it. Like uh, he's another one of those guys who who increased his value this playoffs. Like, yeah. uh, you know, what I'm saying I, any team would want a guy like that on their team. Um, so we're not talking just anybody. Uh, of course, he'd be an asset to Team USA. And then, uh, so you'd love to see a guy of his caliber not, not only want to be on the team, but he's like salty that he wants to be on the team. That's cool because uh, we've come from an era of uh, mediocrity, you know, where we don't always send all the best players and they don't always want to go play. Um, so I like to see that. But uh Lloyd Pierce, the former coach of the Hawks, Mm -hmm. is on the coaching staff for the Olympic team. Mm -hmm. And he was the coach of the Hawks. And they were, they looked kind of like lottery bound. They were not doing well. And as soon as they removed him and replaced him with Nate McMillan, they popped off and did the, and you know, everything opened up for them. And they damn near could have went to the finals, you know? Mm Um, there is a quote from Lloyd Pierce, um, or like a, I don't want to say it's a quote. It's a, it's a rumor, a rumored quote from, from Lloyd Pierce on a radio show where he says that, uh, this was talking about the previous Olympic team, um, or it might've been like for the basketball world cup where he was like saying that he was glad that he actually encouraged other people to not select Trey because he thought he wasn't ready for it. Whoa. I did not see this. Yeah. And in light of that, that kind of makes me, uh, that gives me a little more context to his, to Trey Young's tweet. And it makes me feel like, uh, Maybe, maybe he would be on the team if Lloyd Pierce wasn't on the team or something. That's you know? really interesting. Which is, which is kind of um, uh, resonating with that Isaiah Thomas situation from back in the day. Because Jordan was supposedly the one who kept uh, Isaiah Thomas off yeah, the team. Yeah, because of a beef. Yeah. Um, but who knows if that's actually a truth. But at the very least, we know that it might be a little weird um, with those two guys having to work together. Um, that's interesting wow because he really i mean uh, it's 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 tough to see why he's not on the team to be honest right like he yeah he really yeah. really 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 should be there especially after this last playoff run yeah i mean actually even without this playoff run he still has the the talent and, and abilities and and just yeah. i mean he should be there he should be on the and team the, the team also when you look at it 
they have a need for a guy just like him. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of hope that that's not the reason, but uh, I don't know. A guy as good as him, if he just simply wants to be on the team, typically is on the team. And I'd like to think uh, Jerry Colangelo is a more like a uh, logical thinker than that. And would, and there's some other reason we're overlooking as to why he's not on the team. But the, the Lloyd Pierce thing I thought was pretty interesting because uh, there's a, there's a lot of smoke there. For sure. It, it looks, it looks from the outside, like an obvious snub for, for whatever reason. Yeah. So no, yeah. so no matter, so no matter what reason you find for me, it still looks like it's just a snub. Like it's, it just feels like, why isn't he there? You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And yeah. to figure he wouldn't be able to do this again for another four years. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fucked for, up. Yeah. It seems a little fucked up. And I might be ignorant here, but I can't remember in my entire life, a player like salty. He's not on the Olympic team, you know, Ooh, like uh, um, I can't really remember anybody like uh you know, um, besides Isaiah Thomas, obviously. Yeah, that's it. But even then, um, he wasn't even that salty. He kind of didn't really care. Yeah, and that's also that Olympic team is a special one. You know, that's the that's the one. Um, so that's understandable. But outside mm-hmm. of that, man, uh, I can't think of another time that's happened. So uh, I'm probably forgetting about a bunch of other time this, the I times that happened. I, but no, I, I think, I, I think you're really. right. I can't think of anybody who's been outspoken about it. Like, man, I should have been selected to the team. A, a lot of times it's like, it's the other way. It's like you said, they used to, the way it's been in recent years uh, in recent Olympics is that um, a guy will say, I don't feel like playing for the Olympics because I get paid by this team and I want to be there for them. And actually I kind of appreciated that because that is at the end of the day, it's your job. It's your future, you know, be there yeah. for your employer and, yeah. you know, because that's, that's how you get paid. The Olympics, I don't, they don't pay these guys. I, I don't assume so at least. Right. So no, um, no, it's what it's all about. So getting a medal is, is, is nice, right? It's, it's something you can, you can have. It means it's, something. It's a, it does. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that and that's fine. But um, at the same time, I, I was always cool with those, with those guys who were, you know, you know what, I'm just going to, I got to focus on my team. I don't want to get injured playing for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, some guys have different stuff on their plates, you know. Yeah, but, so uh, I could see like right. if, if Kyrie wasn't chosen, like he would he would feel, but uh, no, no, I, I could see Kyrie not caring if he wasn't chosen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I could also see him being just being like no. Yeah, he. I would see. Yeah, I could definitely see him just saying no. He doesn't want to play for America for you know obvious American reasons. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which I get from his point yeah, of view. Yeah, but, um, you yeah. could argue that it would be very American of him, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's salty in the out. opposite direction, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, this Olympics is is going to be fun, and I think the injection of the finals players, uh, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker, we're going to mm-hmm. see the team be a little different because, I mean, you already got Lillard and KD. Like, that's, that's – and Tatum, that's like, you know mm-hmm. – I think so they might have uh, to make an adjustment phase of working these guys in, but they got all the weapons, man. They got, they, they got the best team on paper yet again. So um, as always, yeah, you know, man is a, uh, are, are Booker Giannis and Middleton going to share a plane? Cause that's going to be awkward as hell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking about, uh, yeah. Middleton and holiday are going to have to be uh, chilling with Booker. Um, uh, for Booker at his age, this is all uh, 
if I'm a Suns fan, this is fantastic, man. Because oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, all of this, all of this is fantastic. And sometimes uh, you need to suffer that moment like they just went through to prevail like when you're faced with it again. Uh, and I see, you see that a lot in, in basketball. And uh, if I'm a Suns fan, uh, after I get over how shitty this was, I still feel pretty good about the future. Like uh, yeah, you have Evan to. Booker in particular. Um, but yeah, these, these Olympics are going to be fun, man. Uh, the, 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 uh, the rest of the world outside of the United States is, is a legitimate challenge. And, uh, we got some fun players that we're going to watch. I kind of wish Jokic was playing, but it's all good. Same. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in the, in the draft. If we get any good trades, um, and if Cade Cunningham goes number one and, uh, yeah, off season coming up. The first semi real off season in a while. That's true, actually. Yeah, because uh yeah, because last year, um, yeah, because of all the COVID and everything and the bubble. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is uh, some guys will actually get to rest this time around. And so yeah. uh yeah, it'd be nice to see some people start the season with like, you know, a full off season of rest and like not be fully injured and just be ready to go for, for, for like a season, you know? So yeah. yeah. And uh, the rookies too, um, or the, the sophomores as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll get a whole, a real NBA off season, you know, like they haven't had that. Yeah. Um, last summer, it must've been weird for them actually. Yeah. We had like an issue of um, players that lived in condos and stuff that <laughs> suddenly didn't have access to a basketball hoop. It's like, what? Yeah. Um, all kind of crazy stuff. So um, this, this summer will be good for, for those young guys out there who have only played like one or two seasons. Um, and yeah, um, it'll be fun talking shit along the way. Thanks for joining us on another free ballers podcast. It's been fun. A blue wire hustle joint as it were. Uh, 2021 NBA season is a wrap. Uh, Christmas video still relevant as fuck. Press Hell yeah, it's relevant. Picks, <laughs> fucking the all kind of shit. Uh, look forward to some more stupid stuff like that. Marty, I, I kind of want to write lyrics for another uh, Christmas song, like Bucks and Six rhymes with Sam Presti's picks. Yeah, trying to look at more lyrics. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, ours, dude. Oh, I want to get you're, you're like Eminem on a city bus right now, <laughs> just like with the headphones on, just like t- saying it out loud, like for yeah. everybody else. Spaghetti yeah. stains all over the place. <laughs> oh man, sorry, Alex. I gotta go puke in the bathroom real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know you're ready for this moment. Yeah, that's that's real hustling. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hit us up on Twitter, Freeballers Pod. Talk some shit to us on uh, on an email, uh, freeballerspod at gmail.com. Uh, love y'all. We'll be seeing y'all. <laughs>